Who is who? And that is the World Health Organization. And what role did they have in the COVID pandemic? And what role are they trying to impose on the United States with a Joe Biden administration? This is Randy Osborne with World Retreat. Worldview Truth. So who is the World Health Organization or WHO? Well, according to their website, WHO was founded in 1948, and it's the United Nations agency that connects nations, partners, and people to promote health, keep the world safe, and serve the vulnerable. So everyone, everywhere can attain the highest level of health. Oh, but wait, but there's more. According to their website, it discusses abortion. This is what it says about abortion. Now, they just talked about pregnancy and pregnancy care. But let's talk about abortions because they do. This is what they say. Making health for all a reality and moving toward the progressive realization of human rights requires that all individuals have access to quality health care, including comprehensive abortion care services, which includes information management of abortion and post-abortion care, lack of access to safe, timely, affordable, and respectful abortion care poses a risk not only to the physical, but also to the mental and social well-being of women's rights. And it goes on to say this, induced Abortion is a simple and common health care procedure. It's a simple, common health care procedure. And whose website says this? Ensuring that women and girls have access to abortion care that is evidence-based, which includes being safe, respectful, and non-discriminatory, is a fundamental to meeting the sustainable development goals, interesting, relating to good health and well-being and gender Equality. Not sure what that's about, but that's what they say. So the World Health Organization has used the COVID pandemic uh, to promote the WHO's health initiatives on an international basis. And of course, they are still promoting the mask mandate recommendations, as well as the COVID shots. So let's take a look and see how effective that the World Health Organization was during the COVID virus pandemic. Here's what Dr. McAuliffe said. Dr. McAuliffe is a world-renowned expert on the coronavirus, and he was the chief cardiologist um, at Baylor University. This is what he said about WHO. The WHO's uh, stated aspiration is to have dominion over all plants, animals, and human beings in the world. This is a a giant power grab. WHO doesn't offer any expertise or help to Canada and the United States. We're far more sophisticated than they are. And uh, what we've seen from the WHO is a very, very poor performance. Uh, They've been erratic throughout the pandemic. And uh, as this sits right now, the WHO wants this binding by international law. So there's a series of initiatives in the United States. Sovereignty Coalition is one. There are many more. The action is actually to pull out of the WHO. And Trump had the right instincts there. We don't benefit from the WHO at all. Neither does Canada. And uh, if we pull out, we're not going to be subject to any of their treaties or any of their uh, you know, stated aspirations 
for Dominion. The WHO is largely funded by China, Gates Foundation, and NGOs. And so at this point in time, we don't need them. We should pull out. I don't intend to follow anything the WHO would say uh, with respect to, you know, an action. The WHO would not have any role in telling me what to do as a doctor or declaring an emergency in the United States. So two points that I wanted to point out that Dr. Peter McAuliffe stated about WHO was this, that first of all, that it was heavily funded by China and heavily funded by the Bill Gates Foundation. Just a side note, in researching COVID, COVID vaccines or anything related to COVID is very, very difficult because organizations, including YouTube and Google search engines, um, do a very, very good job of protecting the bad actors that were involved in COVID, including China. In the Washington Examiner article dated uh, June 30th of 2023, Dr. J. Bhattarachia, I probably pronounced that wrong, but it's a very long name. He was very, very critical of the WHO and the pandemic response. And he's a professor of health policy at Stanford University. And one of the things that he um, was very, very critical about the WHO is this is what he said, quote, the who failed in its management of the pandemic in countenance lockdowns to suppress viral spread while ignoring the tremendous collateral harm done in every poor person by the economic and social dislocation caused by these policies. The WHO ignored scientific evidence on the importance of immunity after COVID recovery in its advice regarding vaccine prioritization. So what he's saying is, is WHO absolutely ignored um, immunity. And um, when somebody gets COVID and they recover from it, they have immunity. And they absolutely ignored that. And the article goes on to say, unfortunately, this was a large part of the problem during the pandemic. In a rush to blame others, the experts never took any responsibility for spreading misinformation. They failed to acknowledge, to admit any wrongdoing. If the WHO truly wants to... uh, avoid repeating the mistakes of this pandemic, it must be honest with its failures and problems. In 2020, the WHO incorrectly altered its definition of herd immunity to exclude immunity induced by the disease recovery. The article goes on to say the public has lost trust in the WHO because it lacked of commitment to accurate scientific information and its poor public health guidance during the pandemic. It is in no position to decry misinformation in the public when it's done its share to contribute to the problem. And by the way, YouTube announced in October 30th of 2022 that it will certify medical information uh, based on the World Health Organization's recommendations. So if you're on YouTube and you make a statement that is against the WHO as YouTube certifies, then they will shut you down. Nearly a month ago, I was actually making fun of Governor Newsom um, in an interview on YouTube. And basically what I was making fun of him on is he was out partying and drinking and going to uh, fine restaurants um, while he had the rest of the entire state locked down due to COVID. 
Well, YouTube didn't like that and they literally shut me down. So WHO was one of the organizations or the major organization that was pushing for global vaccine passports. And with this scheme, you could not travel, you could not go internationally, you could tr not travel from country to country without having your um, vaccine passport. In fact, several states, such as New York City, um, basically they had this mandated vaccine passport. In New York City, you couldn't go to a restaurant without having your vaccine passport. While the COVID pandemic has diminished or has gone by the wayside, the WHO is fearful that the vaccine passport scheme is going to go by the wayside. So the HWO used a series of amendments that were made up in what's called the International Health Regulations. International Health Regulations is a regulatory policy that's administered by the WHO. These amendments were actually part of the Biden administration and their efforts as well. And some of these amendments, I'm going to kind of give you some ideas of what some of these amendments were that were being proposed that would put the United States under the WHO. One of these amendments grants the WHO new powers to, to declare, quote, potential health emergencies. Another orders all the member states to recognize the WHO as a coordinating authority in the event of a certain health emergency. It also goes on to outline how the WHO will intend to use the new powers to push global vaccine passports when it declares, quote, a potential or actual health emergency. So it can be just a potential health emergency or it actually can be an, an actual one. Some additional text was added to the IHR, adding member states to force the procure uh, procedure of document containing information for a lab test in digital or physical format. The WHO at a minimum wants a vaccine, they want tests, they want recovery certifications to contain a person's name, national identity number, passport number, type of vaccine, vaccine batch number, date of administration, and place of administration, as well as an official stamp. And the WHO references their desire to have digital certificates to contain all the data from the minimum scenario, plus a person's vaccination history, and a QR code that would support the retrieval of this information. When we come back, I will tell you how the Biden administration is involved in this and how the Biden administration is planning on giving away United States sovereignty. This is Randy Osborne. We'll be right back. Worldview Truth. This is Randy Osborne. I want to introduce to you a new podcast called Worldview Truth. Worldview Truth discusses conservative issues and battles that are important to you that you will not hear on mainstream media. Please follow, like, and share Worldview Truth with Randy Osborne. Thank you, and God bless. Worldview Truth. So the Biden administration, through an executive order, had planned on implementing a WHO pandemic treaty. Now, 
The Biden administration and the WHO is not calling it a treaty. They're calling it an agreement. The reason they're calling it an agreement is because they know that it would take a Senate vote to actually implement a treaty. In an interview with CBN News, Reggie Littleton, she's the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, explains what this treaty is actually about of a, a worldwide totalitarian biotech state. So these, these instruments, and, and by the way, you correctly uh, characterized the zero draft as an agreement. Uh, that's what they're calling it. They don't want to call it a treaty because they are deliberately trying to subvert the United States and the other countries' treaty processes. So if it's an agreement, all it takes is a signature it does not take going through our Senate. So people say, oh, don't worry about it. It will never pass our Senate. Well, they are deliberately subverting our Senate uh, process. Signatories must recognize, quote, the central role of the WHO as a directing and coordinating authority on international health work. What do you believe that means? Well, it, it means that the WHO is able to call the shots if there's any health uh, emergency or potential health emergency anywhere in the world, and the language that says that they have to have the permission of the country has is stricken so that they can do it without the permission of the country. And it's not only about human health, they have something called One Health, which means that they can do it on behalf of human health, animal health, plant health, the environment, they can use any reason that they want to be able to come in and basically run run the show in terms of addressing that health issue. And, and I've read the zero draft proposal. It gives the WHO authority over the global supply chain, trade, commerce, uh, through establishment of the WHO Global Pandemic Supply Chain and Logistics Network. WHO Director, uh, Director General uh, Tedros would lead that effort early on in the pandemic. You remember Tedros praised President Xi Jinping for China's efforts to control the outbreak. So your thoughts on him and his potential control of the supply chain? Well, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus is very closely aligned with the Chinese Communist Party. And the Chinese Communist Party has absolutely outsized uh, influence at the World Health Organization, uh, which is why they were able to get away with all the lies that they did, which were just amplified by uh, Dr. Tedros. So this is, uh, is not a good alliance at all. And in terms of the supply chains, they, they are also wanting to take um, control over the intellectual property. Like if somebody in the United States or another country develops a great vaccine, they're, they're going to be forced to share that information, which is which I think is bad for the, the production of pharmaceuticals. I think that, it's, that intellectual property rights are, rights are very important. Yes, I noticed that in the draft agreement. And, and here in the U.S., let's move forward. How is the Biden administration planning to use the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, to pre-approve whatever is approved by the WHO? 
This is something that just came to my attention on Friday from another from an international law expert that this uh, National Defense Authorization Act, which was rammed through at the very end of the last Congress, contains within it something called the International Pandemic Preparedness Act. And I think most people in Congress don't even know about this. Um, but that act contains a loophole in it, which he argues, and I agree, would makes it that whatever the World Health Organization passes is automatically made law in the United States, again, subverting our, our Senate. So this needs to be opposed. And in fact, I think that the entire World Health Organization attempt to take over the world, really, um, through vaccine passports, that's another thing that they want to do. Um, the World Health Organization, if these things are passed, will have the ability to mandate in the United States, how we handle a pandemic, including forced quarantines, forced mass mandates, forced vaccine mandates. Why, why should we allow Dr. Tedros, who failed so miserably in handling the Wuhan virus, uh, order us around about how we handle our own health? So I think that we should actually withdraw from the WHO, and we are calling for uh, there's there's a, a, a uh, bill that is sponsored by Representative Biggs, um, and there is also a debate right now about raising the, de the debt ceiling. I think that anyone who believes in freedom in the U.S. Congress should condition raising the debt ceiling on U.S. withdrawal from the World Health Organization. I'm going to play for you a live press conference that um, came out with um, a number of congressional leaders coming out against this so-called uh, agreement, which is actually, um, in reality, a treaty. Uh, Ronnie Jackson, uh, 13th Congressional District of Texas. I'll be really brief here. I just want to say that, uh, you know, the World Health Organization is a corrupt organization. They're nothing more than a puppet for the Chinese government. We don't have to guess about that. We know that because we saw what happened shortly after COVID took place. We saw how they were complicit in trying to cover up what happened, how they stopped the flow of information. I'll tell you that the Biden administration, it boggles my mind. This is just another one of the many reasons that they are one of the one of the many things that they've done to put America last and to, and to, to make us part of some world governance that they see us being part of in the future. Uh, we, we, are, we are a sovereign country. Uh, no other country is going to tell us. Another country will not determine how, if, and when we can protect ourselves during a future pandemic. And no other country is going to use American taxpayer dollars as their piggy bank or their slush fund and, and spend it whenever and however they see fit. Uh, they've proven that, that they can't be trusted and we, we should place no confidence in them. I was initially uh, responsible for in the last Congress for a bill called Protecting American Sovereignty Act that prohibited any American taxpayer dollars from being used in the so-called global pandemic treaty. That is something we should not be a part of. We should defund the WHO and we should have nothing to do with them in the future. Thank you. Thank you, Ronnie. I'd like to call on uh, Chris Smith now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I say to my colleagues, Bob, thank you so much for bringing us together. You know, on March 23rd, I asked Secretary of State Blinken and the House Foreign Affairs Committee about the Biden administration's push, and it's an aggressive push, to enter a binding international pandemic treaty that would cede American sovereignty to the World Health Organization. The Zero Jeff WHO treaty, and there is a treaty here, and they're working on it that Biden administrations and others are pushing, uh, starts off with very harsh criticism of the United States 
and said during the pandemic, COVID, we had a catastrophic failure in how we responded to it. Article 4 pays lip service to sovereignty and then completely overcomes that lip service by saying, quote, provided that activities within their jurisdiction or control do not cause damage to their people in other countries, which empowers WHO to step in and prescribe what each country would do. Article 10 of the treaty says the U.S. would be obligated to provide 20% of our medical supplies, including tests, vac vaccinations, and medications, to WHO. They say, we want it, we have to provide it. Blinken did not respond to my specific concerns. He said they're not working on a COVID treaty. Nobody asked them that. They're working on a so-called pandemic treaty. And again, we've got the draft right here. Uh, last May, the Biden administration offered its own proposal, granting new unilateral authority to WHO, Director General Tedros, and I've known him for years. He used to be the, the head of the health for, for uh, Ethiopia. He did an awful job and covered up a number of times on cholera while well, he's doing it and did it with COVID when he who got his job from Xi Jinping in China was, was giving all kinds of false information uh, with regards to that pandemic. This is a treaty that must be stopped. I chair the Global Health Global Human Rights Committee. We'll be doing a hearing on it. Well, good afternoon. Harriet Hageman from the state of Wyoming. When I'm home traveling in Wyoming and hearing from constituents at my various town halls, I'm consistently asked why we would fund any organization that has clearly succumbed to the will of the CCP. In Wyoming, we don't believe in entering into agreements with foreign entities that would force Americans to give up our sovereignty. It is worth noting that the bulk of the WHO's budget comes from voluntary contributions donated by various countries and organizations. Throughout the past decade, the United States has donated billions of taxpayer dollars, making us the WHO's largest financial contributor. However, the actions and decisions taken by the WHO have provided no reason to continue funding their operations. As we know, the Chinese Communist Party has gained significant influence over the WHO's decisions. Indisputable evidence shows that COVID-19 originated from the Wuhan Institute of Virology, despite numerous contradictions to the natural origin theory and no evidence supporting pre-epidemic infections, the WHO has continued to unequivocally support the claims made by the CCP that the virus originated in a wet market. The reality is, is that international law does not trump our Constitution. That's right. Biden it cannot does. force Americans to follow laws and regulations not passed by our own federal government, and we will not tolerate and stand for this America last agenda. Thank you. Thank you very much. Andy Bix from Arizona's 5th Congressional District. Thankful to Ralph Norman for organizing this and, and Frank Gaffney for uh, working as well. You know, the House Foreign Affairs Committee actually issued a report on CCP and its relationship with the World Health Organization with regard to COVID. Let's, let's see what they said. They said it's beyond doubt the CCP actively engaged in a cover-up designed to obfuscate data, hide relevant public health information, and suppress doctors and journalists who attempted to warn the world. They deliberately and repeatedly disregarded the obligations under the 2005 uh, treaty. What did the World Health Organization do? Well, this is what Director General Tedros did. He how he responded to the CCP's cover-up by praising the CCP for their transparency. Despite internal documents showing who frustration with the CCP's failure to share critical data and information about the virus, and they repeatedly 
The WHO and Director General Tedros repeatedly parroted CCP talking points and ignored conflicting information from reputable sources. And I'm just here to tell you, in the last bit, we've given $3.5 billion in, in aid or, uh, to support the World Health Organization. To what end? Undermining the United States' sovereignty and the health of the world. They're getting into the bed with the Chinese Communist Party. And guess what? Chinese Communist Party is no longer an economic competitor. They're a geopolitical adversary. Supporting the World Health Organization is detrimental to the United States. We should have nothing to do with them. And this administration better not try to enter into a treaty with them, ceding further sovereignty to this out-of-control multilateral institution. This is a direct attempt for the United Nations to take over the sovereignty of the United States uh, through the help of China. We as Americans cannot tolerate what this administration is currently doing. And this is what I ask. I ask that you get on the phone and you call your local representative and senator and ask them to help fight in stopping this unlawful treaty that the Biden administration is trying to enact. We as Americans have to be vigilant and ensure and hold our representatives accountable to what they are doing and the decisions that are being made on behalf of the American people. And I will also say this, elections have consequences. These are consequences that the American people now have based on elections. It is your responsibility to get involved in our political process or we're going to lose our nation. This is Randy Osborne. Until next time, God bless. Worldview Truth.